welcome to the Successful Living Podcast. I want to start today by asking you a question. Who is really in charge of your life? Who's in the driver's seat? And I ask that question because I find throughout my work that so many people just don't understand how much control they really have over your life. And you've heard me talk about this. Matter of fact, my podcast last week, I talked a little about this during the time I was talking about mental fitness. But it's an important question to ask because so many times we are running on autopilot. Before I came to really understand the power that I possess within myself, the power that I have in control over my mind, my brain, and, and the things that I can do. And, and we're talking scientific information that supports what I'm saying. And, but I realize over the years that I do have more control and I just find that it's a topic that I have to keep bringing it up, bringing up because every day in conversations, people are complaining about what's going on in their lives. And they're not really aware that each of us can take charge of our lives and begin to make a difference. So, you know, are you getting to your destination and not even realizing how you get there? You know how you can be driving your car and you get from point A to point B and you suddenly stop and think to yourself, how did I get here? I don't, I don't even really remember a lot about the route I took to get home from work or from a meeting, whatever it may be. So I want to talk about taking control of the wheel of your life and really being in charge of it. So do you believe you're a limited human being? Because I remember when I was a child and I was taught that I was created in God's image, I thought about how awesome that was. Imagine me, a little girl, thinking I could live the life that I imagined. And of course, back then, it was more about candy and toys and dolls and pretty clothes that I wanted to imagine myself manifesting. Not that I knew what manifesting was back then, but that was kind of the idea. And then, of course, back then, I didn't fully understand what that really meant, but I thought it was really cool. And at times, it was about wanting my parents to be happy. There were moments when they seemed sad. And I remember feeling like, well, how could, what could I do to make my parents happy? So a lot of really cool things because I had been taught this belief. And if I was made in God's image, then there wasn't anything I couldn't do. I could do all kinds of things. And then I grew up. And it appeared that what I had thought wasn't exactly what I understood. And slowly, I stopped believing in myself and the power I possessed inside to be, do, and have whatever it was that I wanted. But that was then. And as I began my own journey of self-discovery and reading thousands of books, magazines, books on beliefs, religions, and so many other interesting things, I rediscovered the power that I possess to create the life that I desire. I'm in control of my life. How I live it is a choice. It's my choice. And I cannot control the world around me. 
What I can control is how I handle it. Things are going to happen, good things, bad things, and everything in between. But I have the capacity to control how I handle those things. And, you know, I can crawl into a corner and give up on life. I can choose to be happy in spite of the things that have happened. I, I have choice and I have control. That's, this is the message that I'm trying to bring. When the road gets bumpy and I get a flat, I don't have to panic. I know what to do. I can change my own tire. Well, that's life. If I am preparing myself and I'm aware that I am in control and I really stop and think about what it is that I really want, when I hit those bumps in the road, I don't have to let that stop me. So how can you choose to be happy when the world around you is violent or violent or sad or full of hatred? Because that's something that people, you know, will talk about with me. They're like, how can I possibly be happy? I'm not going to pretend I'm happy. I'm not suggesting you pretend you're happy. I'm saying that you can choose how you respond. So instead of dwelling on what happened and all the, the terrible part of it, you can focus on something else. You can focus on that part of your life that is going well, and you can focus on the good things that do happen in your life. And you have to live and experience whatever it is that has happened that may be causing you sadness or giving you a different perspective in life, but you can choose to do something that will change your perspective when you're in that funky place, when you're not achieving your goals, where you're feeling as if though there's always something getting in the way. And if you decide, you decide if you're going to contribute to the hatred, the sadness, and the violence, or you can choose to find peace. You can think about being loved and how grateful you are to be loved. There's somebody in your life that loves you. And, and you can think about that and think about how wonderful it is to know that somebody in this world loves you. And I'm sure that there's more than one person. You remind yourself of the things that happened that have happened that make you laugh. What are the things that, you know, make you happy? For me, when I'm surrounded by my family, by my children, my grandchildren, I feel really happy. I love being with them. I don't get to see them often enough, or we just are all so busy and we don't have time to get together as much as when, you know, we were living together. And so it's just nice. My children are adults now and they have their own lives. And so when we get together, it's just fun and it just feels right. So these are the things that you have to do to try to understand that you do have choices. And it's not about choosing to pretend that life is rosy every single day. It's just making those decisions that make you feel a lot better. So think about what makes life so complicated is how much time we spend thinking about what isn't. In other words, what is not 
happening instead of changing what is. In other words, if life isn't going the way you want it, then think about changing what is possible. So much about change comes down to taking little steps. I was having a conversation with my son today, and we were talking about an opportunity that may exist for him to purchase some real estate. And we were talking and these sort of barriers and well, but what if, what if this, what if that? And I brought him back to that small step because we're always trying to do something and thinking about all the steps and all the things that could happen and everything that could get in the way. And all we have to do is ask ourselves, what's the one little step that I can take to move me in the direction of where I want to be? And in this case, it was a phone call. And why did I say, why did we have a conversation around that phone call? Because when you make a phone call about something that you want to achieve, something you need to know in order to get to the next step, it usually leads, it opens up for you because when you open up your mind to the possibilities, your mind starts focusing on this thing that you want to make happen. And you begin to see and find the answers and the right people show up and all kinds of cool things happen. And so that's what I suggested. I'm like, well, what about just making a call? We cannot change our environment overnight. I know that. And I, I'm sure that pretty much everybody listening knows that overnight we can't change our environment. Although if you're living somewhere that isn't safe for you and you made the decision at some point that you were just going to pack up and go, then you changed a good part of your environment overnight. But in general, when we're referring to changes in life that really take us to where we want to go and be, those things don't happen overnight. Just like wherever we are today, whether we're happy or not about it, that probably didn't happen overnight either. But you could start by thinking about other options. The more time, the more you spend time thinking about what you can do now in this moment, the more you begin to focus your brain on finding ways to make those changes possible. I know that this may sound a little unrealistic to some of you. And so I'm going to leave you with this. What if you give yourself the permission to prove me wrong? In other words, you're sitting there going, oh, okay, Danette, that really sounds great, but it's not as simple as you think it is. It's not that easy. But what if you did? Give yourself permission to prove that I'm wrong about all this. And what if you learn more about the power that you possess to change your mind and change your life during that process? What would it hurt? Would it really hurt anything? Imagine if you succeeded, and you will, if you give it your best. If you start thinking differently, things will change. Think about a time in your life when you've been super, super happy. 
and you just felt amazing. And one thing came into your life that just was a terrible curveball. For me, it's happened many times in my life when I've lost someone in my life that was young. Both of my brothers died long before they should have. I I should have had them around and we we should have been together. And when I lost my parents, we as siblings would have worked and managed that together. Instead, I buried my siblings before I buried my parents. My parents outlived my brothers by many, 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 many years. And thankfully, I'm glad they did. But I wish I would have had all of them together much longer. And whenever those things have happened in my life, I'm not going to lie, I wanted to lose my mind. But by the time I lost my little brother, I had learned so much more about how to control my emotions, my feelings, not by denying them or not by showing them, simply by understanding that I could choose differently. And so when my oldest brother died, I had my my first child, my first daughter was just six months or no, she was almost a year. And I just was so angry about the way my brother had lost his life and about lo- losing him and just totally unexpected. But then one day I looked at my baby and I thought to myself, I I cannot live my life in despair and anger for the rest of my days. I have this beautiful baby girl that brings so much joy to my life. And so I focused on that. And it was interesting because when I traveled home to be there to bury my brother with my family, and she was with me, it would have been her first birthday. And my family, my parents insisted that we celebrate her first birthday. And they found the strength. They were devastated by the loss of my brother, but they found the strength to have this party for my daughter. Why? Because we were living abroad and this was an opportunity to be in Puerto Rico. And although there was so much sadness amongst our family for what had happened to my brother, my parents felt that it would bring us all a little bit of joy in the middle of that darkness. And so we had her first birthday was a big party for her, for the children in our family. But we all got together and for the, that brief, those brief hours, we forgot. And then we were able to start working from there and finding other things in our lives. And for me, my daughter saved me. And we've been through so many other things throughout the years that I've had to do the same thing. So there is always a choice. That's that's the message that I want to leave you with, that there is always a way to look at things differently and to regain control of our lives and move forward towards whatever it is that we want to achieve. Whatever success looks like for you, focus on it and start moving towards it. And when life gets in the way, just get back on track. Take a chance on you. Thank you for listening. I know that today the topic ended a little heavy, but know that 
these things are going to happen and you just have to find a way to work through them. But if you look at your life as a whole, there is something you can do today to put you back on the path that you desire. Or maybe you realize that you've been off track for a very long time. And I'm hoping that listening to this, you're encouraged to reevaluate what's going on and choose differently and choose to be successful, whatever that means to you, and choose to be happy and to live a good life. If that's what is going to bring you joy, then go after it. Thank you for listening. Come back every week. We're going to keep talking about a lot of the topics that have to do with successful living. And and successful living is not just about money. Money, finances, and, and being financially stable obviously helps us. But successful living is about living the life that we envision for ourselves. And that's what we talk about constantly. The, these are the teachings and the things that I share with my community and with my the people that I teach and train because I've given my life most of the last 20 years to understanding how much control we have over our lives and how little we were taught about this. So I hope this was helpful. If you want to follow me, if you want to find me online, you can find me under my name, Danette Rivera, and just keep listening. And when we post, when you listen to the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. On Facebook, we post it, post some comments and share with me what it is that you would like for me to talk about. Have a wonderful week and I hope you'll be back to listen next week. Welcome to the Successful Living Podcast with Dinette Rivera.